and uh, we invited a couple of people to come and talk to us about an update. We want to know what it's like now, uh, the promises that were made by the new mayor uh, that came into office in April, have they been lived up to? What is the lived experience of people in the Enoch Mgijima municipality now? We invited Paul Matlasela, Chief Financial Officer at the Enoch Mgijima municipality, Councillor Mandila Kemazolo, EFF Councillor, Enoch Mgijima municipality, Doki Daisel, Senior DA Councillor, Enoch Mgijima municipality. Good morning to all of you. I want to preface our conversation with a text a WhatsApp that came through to the radio station. It's just one sentence, but it's from a resident there, Liz. And Liz writes, Hi KG, Enoch Mgijima is the pits. They further squandered the flood disaster funds. SIU must act and act now. Paul, good morning. Good morning, KG, and good morning to the listeners uh, of SAFM. So let's let's start with uh, what has happened uh, between February and now. I know in June the Hawks came and ordered municipal employees to evacuate the premises and leave their computers switched on. That's about two months ago. And there were promises also that were made by the mayor when he came into office uh, in April of this year. What update would you give the people who live in the municipality? Uh, thank you very much, uh, KG. Uh, let me let me start as we have just highlighted on the background. Um, let me also make some corrections. The mayor was actually appointed at around the 8th of December uh, 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what happened after February is that from the 28th of February, there are a number of documents that we submitted to council uh, for approval uh, to fix, more especially the financial position of the municipality. Among those um, which were submitted on the 28th of February was the financial turnaround plan, which was developed internally by ourselves. Uh, you'd understand, uh, KG, that the municipality is under Section 139, Section 7, um, and at that time, we were expecting uh, to have received the financial recovery plan from the intervention that took place in April uh, 2022. Uh, the, our expectation was that the financial recovery plan should have been submitted to us uh, within six months after the intervention, which was around um, August uh, 2022. But we only received the financial recovery plan uh, on the 9th of May, 2023, and was approved by council uh, on the 12th of May, 2023. So as from uh, 28, there are two now documents that I've just highlighted. The financial turnaround plan, which is 28 of May, approved by council, and 12th of May, um, uh, the financial recovery plan which was also submitted to council. So as I speak, uh, KG, we are in a process of implementation of the the financial recovery plan, um, which, um, you know, started our first report was actually presented to the council um, in June, that is the 8th of June, 2023. 
So, so far, we have three stages of the financial recovery plan. The first stage is the rescue stage, which takes about six months. Um, Sorry, repeat that. The first stage is the what? The rescue stage. Okay. Uh, The stage takes eight months. It's more focusing on the restoration of cash and cash management within the municipality. It's more looking at um, dealing with issues of uh, debt collections, improving on that, and looking at issues of, you know, cost containment measures, how to cut costs, and focusing primarily on significant issues of service delivery um, in terms of how to improve that. So we're we busy with that stage, and uh, we started in June. So we're going to be uh, complete, or we're going to, uh, you know, present the last report of the stage on the 31st of December, which will be presented the formal report in January 2024 of the first stage. Uh, of course, the second stage then, which is the stabilization stage, where we stabilize the position of the municipality. But so far, um, we are busy with the rescue uh, stage uh, KG. The other method that we did um, was the development of the budget funding plan. You'll understand, KG, uh, that our municipality currently is um, using an unfunded budget. As well. can, unfunded I, can I ask for indulgence? I have to quickly go to a commercial break and we will continue in a short while. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SFM. Welcome back. It's 10.25. Uh, we're talking the Enoch Mgijima municipality where at the point where the uh, chief financial officer of the Enoch Mgijima municipality was explaining to us the financial recovery plan uh, that he says they had. I'm going to allow uh, Councillor Mandilake Mazzolo and Doki Daisel, senior DA councillor, uh, Councillor Mandilake is from the EFF, to you know uh, chime in and say uh, their thoughts on what Paul has said. But Paul, let me first allow you to finish uh, what you were saying the last part of the financial recovery plan is okay thanks KG. I, I was still highlighting you know those phases uh, briefly and one of the critical aspects of uh, the rescue phase is payment of creditors and also negotiating with other creditors like escom and you know those are some of the things we busy with and as i've highlighted uh, was the development further of the budget funding plan, which was tabled also to council on the 28th of June, uh, 2023, where it's more focusing on issues of electricity, revenue generation, and issues of uh, dealing with uh, meters, and, and as well as uh, bypass or illegal connections that are taking place within the municipality. Okay. And, and we also submitted a draft uh, application on the debt relief, you remember uh, National Treasury has also issued a circular 124 on the issue of the application of the debt relief. As uh, we are owing ESCOM, uh, this is one other aspect that we have done to, and submitted to council, and we also submitted a, a draft report to um, provincial treasury for review. And among those uh, documents, it's not only the application, but there is also a motivation from the CFO and the municipal manager, and as well as the important document, which is the debt relief monitoring plan. Uh, those are some of the plans, um, KG, that we have developed 
since February up until now. Okay. And we are busy with the implementation of those, of those documents. Okay. Let, let's hear from you, Councillor Matsolo and, and uh, Councillor Daisel. Let's start with you, Councillor Matsolo. I should give a disclaimer that I'm going to go to news headlines at 10.30, but I will definitely allow you to finish your trail of thought if you're in the middle when it's time for me to go to news. Good morning, Councillor Matsolo. Morning, morning, Gage. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I wanted to respond to that, but particularly I wanted to respond to what life is like on the ground uh, in the lived experience of people in the Enoch Mgijima municipality following the response of uh, Mr. Paul Matasela, the chief uh, financial officer. Oh, that, thank you, KG. Uh, good news to you and your listeners. Um, just to answer your, your, your question, um, on the ground, Mr. Masasela, what he is saying now for the common Joe on the ground is not helping because he's talking on the finances side. Yes, we did adopt the, the financial recovery plan, which was brought to us by the, the National Treasury. But on the ground, people on the ground do not understand that there are no services on the ground. Electricity is still going on and off as it was. So, so the, uh, is is that as a, as a result of load shedding, or is it something outside of load shedding? No, no load shedding is load shedding is on its own. For example, if for example, if uh, we have stage two load shedding, then the electricity is supposed to be going off at seven seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Here at Ezebelen, for example, you do not have electricity for the whole day. Then at five to seven, the electricity comes back only to go off again at for load shedding at seven. Mm. Uh, we currently do not have water. As we speak, we do not have water on our taps. Nothing is being said about that. Nothing is being done. So when was the last time you had water? Water comes back sometimes early in the morning, only to go off, off at 10, at 10 uh, early in the morning. It comes back around 4 in the morning, only to go off again at 4. So there's, there's, last... there's no material change since we last spoke in, in, in uh, February to what the lived experience is for people in the municipality? Things have gone from bad to worse. Things have gone from bad to worse. Let me ask you to pause then, as per what I said earlier, and then I'll come back with uh, both yourself and Doggy Daisel and ask uh, the CFO to respond to what you're saying. It's 10.30 though now. It's time for the news headlines. And Musa is standing by. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SFM. Welcome back. The focus on the municipal watch today is on the Enoch Mgijima municipality, who we last spoke to in February of this year. As you heard the CFO say, uh, a new mayor was appointed in the middle of December last year. And, uh, you know, he gave a financial recovery plan. And we just got a response from uh, Councillor Madilake, Mandilake Mazzolo, who's an EFF councillor, who says, actually, life has gotten worse for the people on the ground uh, uh, in the Enoch Mgijima municipality. Doki Daisel, good morning, Senior DA Councillor at the Enoch Mgijima municipality. For another topic I was saying earlier on, in South Africa, it matters where you live. And, you know, uh, you know, people tell different stories depending on where they live. What does it look like where you live uh, as Senior DA Councillor in the Enoch Mgijima municipality? Good morning. Good morning, Kaiki and the listeners. Uh, I will speak from the area where I live and uh, the immediate surrounding areas. Um, number one, uh, I think we must understand uh, where our problems are coming from. Mm-hmm. 
it, it, it started with the amalgamation of the three municipalities. Mm. Um, and with that, we had to take over a bankrupt Kwangkwa uh, um, municipality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are the municipalities, for the purposes of context, that were merged? The the, the issue there is that uh, each municipality used to get what we call a quotable chair. Okay. Of course, since amalgamation, okay. uh, you know, uh, we only get a quotable chair that was due to the old Lukanshi municipality. Of course, now you know. Mm-hmm. So what happened is with us taking over the uh, the responsibilities, uh, assets, uh, uh, and and uh, everything else, we lost all our vehicles because Nkwankwa uh, was in debt with a certain company, mm-hmm. and eventually uh, all our vehicles were sold off. That that was the starting point of a lot of our problems. Mm-hmm. It's true that we've recently uh, accepted a financial recovery plan. We haven't started implementing it. Why not? Them, Why uh, hasn't it been implemented it's yet? Only, it's only been brought to our council by our uh, officials uh, at the end of June now in 2023. Mm-hmm. There is a difference as to when, in fact, uh, the financial recovery plan was finalized mm. by um, the previous National Cabinet Representative and team, Dr. Tom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not helping us to argue about that right now. Let's look at what's happening on the ground. Kaji, we're finding ourselves in a situation that if you drive straight in certain areas in town, they will uh, arrest you for maybe being driving under the influence. Sorry, but say that again. If you drive what? If you drive straight in Queenstown. Okay. They will think you under the influence because there is so many portals in certain areas. <laughs> You, you honestly can't drive there anymore. So you've got to be careful how you drive nowadays. You so they, they will arrest you for, for drunken driving because you're moving around trying to run away from the potholes. Yeah, if you drive straight, <laughs> then, then it seems if you're not sober because then you don't see what's happening. <laughs> okay, okay. We, we have a serious issue with electricity. Yeah. Very serious. We have people in areas that have been out for more than three months. With the, this municipality of ours, they don't believe in public participation uh-huh. and of communication is a word that is very, very hardly understood uh, uh, by, by our municipality. They don't communicate with the people. So, I mean, yeah. I want to go back to the issue of the 15 million, right? Because I think uh, the the problems uh, were magnified uh, to, I suppose, everybody else who did not. And this this I'm directing to you, Mr. Matlasela. The, the problems of the municipality were magnified to the general public of South Africa when we saw images of a stadium uh, that uh, the, I think the stadium is called uh, the... Lesserton Sports Facility. And we saw images of that and we were told that that stadium had cost the municipality 15 million rand and looked nothing like 15 million rand to our, you know, uneducated eyes, perhaps. And uh, we also know that uh, the Hawks came then in June and raided uh, the municipal offices, uh, ordered municipal employees to evacuate, to evacuate, I'm sorry, uh, leave the premises 
houses and leave the computers switched on. Where are you now with that particular case? What happened post that raid? Because we know that that raid happened. Thanks, KG. I just want to touch before I come in that question and respond on that to Councillor Majolo, KG. I mean, we all are aware that he's part of our council. He's sitting in the council meetings. He's fully aware of all these documents that we have submitted and that we are busy with the implementation. And now Councillor Majolo is even raising issues that have nothing to do with in Okupichima, for example, the water is supposed to be aware um, as a councillor that the water service authority is with the Krisani district. It's not with um, in And if I can touch uh, also further... Uh, Sorry, that's a bit confusing to me. So the Chris Honey District supplies water to the Enoch um, Kijima municipality. Uh, uh, help me understand that. Yes, that's what is happening. It's supplying water to the entire district. Uh, that that function is a service authority of the district. As the district municipality, which is Krisan, is supplying water. It is not in Okumkichima. So, I mean, if we, we want to deal with issues of water, we must KG engage with the district municipality. You see? So is, is that not, though, a degree of passing the buck? So what do you say to the residents outside of the councillor? What do you say to the residents when they say to you, I, I, we don't have water, we, we have water that only comes in the early hours of the morning and then it goes. Do you say go and talk to the Chris Honey district? What do you say to them? And, and who do they pay for services to? That's my question. They are paying services to Chris Honey district in Spanish. Remember... Uh, KG, municipalities, uh, you know, are governed in terms of the COCTA Act and the regulations. Mm. So the issue of water is under, it's a function of the district. You see, it's not a, it's not the function of the local municipality. You mm. see, mm. so if we want to engage on issues of the water, the councillor can simply, you know, engage and we call the district in an engagement mm. where the district can respond can respond on issues of your water, you see. So now I want to respond on issues of electricity. Can I, can I quickly come in? There? Just, just let's let him finish, uh, uh, Mr. Mazzolo, and then you okay. can come in immediately after, yeah? Yeah. All right. I want to engage on issues of electricity and issues of controls, mm-hmm. which is the function of our municipality in Okinkichima. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, 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 let me unpack the issue of electricity. Recently, uh, in, in July, now in July, we also purchased a transformer at S-Billing. A new transformer was purchased, and that transformer has been installed. Remember, KG, we are in a winter period. Mm-hmm. There are a number of challenges, which also Councillor Matsolo should deal with in terms of, as a councillor, the issue of illegal connections. Councillor Matsolo should be talking to the communities, and it is his function to engage with the communities in terms of ensuring that you communicate those issues 
and address the issues of illegal connection. So, you so see, I'm asking so, you now, as the, as the CFO, uh, why is it that uh, if uh, you know the analogy I was given earlier on is true, that if uh, load shedding is scheduled, for example, for 7 p.m. at night, the residents of the area will not have electricity the whole day, and and then it comes back at five to seven. A hypothetical example, of course, uh, but I think relevant to the people who live there. Five to seven. At 7 o'clock, load shedding happens again. Why is it that there is no electricity outside of the non-load shed periods? There are a number of uh, challenges in relation to that uh, KG. The first challenge is the one that I'm raising to you, that there are illegal connections. And the illegal connections have got huge um, you know, burden to the municipality. The first aspect is that they demand uh, you know, vessel supply. So we have got huge sort of, uh, you know, systems are, are over, um, 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 you, know, uh, you know, the, the, yeah, as a result of the fact that there is illegal connection. You see, and, and as such, there are a number of measures that municipalities have done, including the issue of illegal connections. Mm. Uh, we are busy with those as part of our plan in terms of the financial recovery plan and other plans we are dealing with illegal connections and there are also new projects that we are busy with uh, you know that we are dealing with also among others is the reconnection of uh, systems where we can connect new uh, uh, substations or divert load from one substation to another, as a result, there is a project that we are busy with that. For example, if you look at uh, Lungis, we are with that um, uh, connection. You see, and, and there are a number of other measures uh, that we are busy with. Among others is the issue of repairs of substations. Because you understand that the demand versus the supply, you know, is a challenge, it's a huge demand as a result of illegal connection. You see, so, so, so though, uh, you know, I, I hear your, your entire response, but it still comes back to, I remember we're reporting back to the listeners, we're reporting back to the residents in the area that wanted us to have a conversation with yourselves. It does sound to me, as someone who doesn't live there and who's listening, uh, you know, to yourselves as officials, that... Essentially, the material lives of the people in the municipality have not changed at all uh, since we last spoke in February, because that's the core of our discussion. We want to assess whether there's been any degree of progress at all. It doesn't sound like there has been. There are plans, but there are no changes. Am I correct, Mr. Matlasela? No, you're not correct, KG. Uh, uh, I raised the first point that we have installed a new transformer as Berlin. Mm-hmm. We purchased a new transformer in order to deal with the problem. Number two... The, the transformer has it yet changed anything in the living conditions after being purchased? Yes, we have connected the transformer. We are busy now with the testing of that transformer. So there is a change. In ourselves, you know, in it's it's installed, but it's not working yet. That's the core of my of my question, because a transformer that is installed versus a transformer that is working are not the same thing. 
But 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 KG, we cannot say there's no change. I'm trying to address here is that you are saying there's no change. There is a change in my view. The fact that we have managed to install a new transformer, we purchase, we follow our SCM processes, we purchase a new transformer, we install it, we now finalize the test in order to make a change. For me, there is a change. But but, but remember mm. when I when I said to you, Mr. Matlasela, Mr. Matlasela, I said I'm responding to the listeners who sent the queries to us, right, in February of last year, and and they because when they come to us, they say nothing has changed in our lived experience. So when when I say to them, uh, we're going to find out if you know there's anything that that has changed, I can't sort of go back to them and say, well, they've installed a transfer. Former. Uh, in their lived experience, which is my point, nothing has fundamentally changed. I'm, I'm still raising one point, it is really uh, uh, KG. I'm going to other areas. We have installed a, a transformer in Western Substation. It's a new transformer that we have installed. It's working. It has made a change. That was installed around March uh, this year. And we have made some also uh, uh, services in terms of dealing with um, Lungis substation. <clears throat> and there is a change in terms of the connection. People have received electricity as a result of the change that we have done at the substation in Lungis. Mm. At Edden substation, there is a change. The Edden substation is working very well. People in Queen Industrial uh, Area are receiving electricity every day. There is a capacity that has been increased in terms of the service delivery in relation to electricity. Mm-hmm. You see, but 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 uh, KG, I'm just raising in each area the function that municipality has done in terms of dealing with the 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 issue of electricity. Okay. L- let's allow the councillor then to respond, uh, so that uh, everybody gets an equal opportunity to uh, put their views across. Mr. Mazzolo, uh, you wanted to respond to something that Mr. Matlasela mm-hmm. was saying. Sorry, Councillor Mazzolo, I apologize. Yeah. All right, no problem, KG. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to to reply on the on the water issue. Mr. Matlasela is saying people. I must go to Krisani because Krisani is supplying water to the residents. But the residents called in the mayor, engaged with the mayor to bring in managers from the Krisani district municipality. To, they wanted to engage them directly about the water issue. But the mayor came alone, didn't bring the Krisani with. So he was chased away by the residents. So telling the residents to go, to go and ask for water supplied directly to the municipality is just passing the path. Because people know their municipality as in enough. They do not fully understand some of them visiting of their district and the local municipality. They, they, they deal directly with enough. And uh, CFO is talking about the transformers in Berlin. <laughs> he should rather not mention that because that transformer has been there, I think, for about three weeks now. But nothing is it's not working. As I said earlier on, things have gone from bad to worse because. Residents were promised to transform, transform, transformer was delivered. It's just sitting there, and the electricity is going off like no, no. That thing I said about electricity not being there for a whole day until 5 to 7, it's not just an example. It's something that's really happening. It's really happening. It's what we live with on the ground. And we always make an excuse about illegal connections. 
illegal connections have always been there. And we are engaging residents about that. Mm. We, I, I, want, I also want to hear, Mr. Mr. Daisel, where, where physically in the municipality do you live, Mr. Daisel? And, and you, uh, you, know, you spoke of, of, of the potholes, etc. You haven't told me what electricity supply is like to you. Do you want to comment on that, Mr. Day- uh, uh, Councillor Daisel? Yes, Kaiji. Mm-hmm. When it comes to electrical department, I think we must look at that whole problem together. Mm-hmm. I have certain areas that goes off for days on end, uh, and uh, they don't have power at all. I can mention Amberdale, parts of Madeira Park. Uh, top down is looking a bit better. Uh, we, we have uh, certain streets even now where doctor surgeries are in uh, in uh, the Sandringham area, for instance, it's been off now for almost a month. I can give you an example of that particular department where nobody takes instructions from nobody. Uh, we have a situation that there was two houses without electricity for 12 days, for instance. All they had to go and do is to just flick a switch or a fuse, replace a small fuse. It took them 12 days to do it. Nobody takes instruction from nobody and nobody communicates with nobody. The staff don't talk to the superior. A superior don't talk to the director and uh, the staff works directly with politicians. Now, that is uh, one of the biggest problems we have, where there is too much political interference uh, in the administration. Uh, Will you go? And then I want to... I want to say the following. I'm the ward council for Ward 10. Now, that includes uh, our referral hospital, the Frontier Hospital, uh, which is a very big hospital. It includes the old age home. It includes school, number of schools with hostels, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The number of problems we're having there, it's, it's really too much to talk on a show like this. Mm. To give you an example of street lights, there is no street lights. The, the, the trees are overgrown. You can't walk there. Now, you imagine the young ladies, the people, the mothers, and everybody uh, having to move around there uh, in that darkness. And, and the crime has been increased, increasing at a very fast rate there. Mm. Uh, and Can I the kind of promise that you yeah. get that, no, 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 we've appointed a contractor, but uh, nothing is happening. So you have the situation we have now, crime increasing, mm. Mm. no street lights. You have potholes. You drive there, and when it rains, you can't see those potholes. Mm, mm. All the drains, okay. all the drains in that area, uh, not only that area, is blocked. Nothing is being done about it. Now, you can see and, and think for yourself how serious that situation is. Yeah. And I don't seem to prioritize it. Okay, Mr. Matasala, before you respond, uh, I want you to also respond to this because remember at the beginning of the program, we asked people in, in the area uh, who have concerns, the very people who asked us to even talk to the municipality to bring uh, to our attention any further concerns that they may have regarding how the municipalities run. There's a very serious allegation that uh, one of the listeners has sent through to the radio station. It's really on WhatsApp and, and you know, they're, they're making allegations. It's an allegation. Before you respond, I want to read it to you so that as you respond to what the two councillors have said, you also re- respond to this allegation. And I quote, I'm reading now uh, the text, the WhatsApp text from the listener. 
The Enoch Mkijima CFO is part of a criminal syndicate that is responsible for the maladministration of funds in the municipality. One, can he kindly shed a light on the 5.7 million rand instead of 1.9 million rand that he paid to a fake company even when FNB notified him he continued to make the payment? Two, if water distribution is handled by Chris Hani District Municipality, why then did Enoch Mkijima... LM, I don't know what that's that. Oh, local municipality, sorry. Uh, Inok Mkijima, local municipality, apply for a disaster grant for water infrastructure repairs that were destroyed by the floods. So I want you to respond to, because uh, I'm sure you've got a pen, you've been noting what everyone said, what the two councillors have said, and then this allegation that uh, if there's any merit at all, this allegation that has come through from a listener uh, asking us to read it to you. Thanks, Katie. Let, let me start with the response in terms of the, the electricity. Sure. You'd understand that we, we have a number of challenges. Among the challenges is the issue of the cable tap. You know, during remote trading, following experience, some of the streets are always affected by the cable tap. But I mean, the improvement that we have done in terms of these systems, these transformers that we have purchased, um, are issues that are on the ground, like as I've indicated, the issue of Western substation. The area that the councillor is referring to is supplied by Western substation, which is a new transformer uh, that we have installed and is working quite perfectly. And certainly, the issue of urban substation have raised it for Queen in the ASEAN. It's working perfectly. Uh, there's no problem in terms of the access to electricity. Yes, there are areas of the cables where one or two streets are going to be affected, where people are stalling cables during the load shedding. Those are the areas that it's not only at Inokumikijima, it's also affecting other municipalities. Let me come, uh, 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 KG, on the issue of the issue of the disaster funds. The issue of the disaster funds is the money that we have received. We have received $7 million from the disaster funds. And we have appointed service providers following the full SCM processes. And projects have started. We have about three projects uh, that have started. The money has not been stolen. The money is with our bank account. That uh, uh, listener is actually issuing illegal or unfound allegations, which are not there. We got about three projects, and these two projects started from the disaster fund. Okay. Uh, Miss, Mr. Uh, Mr. Matlasala, you also never responded to me on uh, what has transpired since the Hawks came to your offices mm. regards the issue of the stadium, the Lesserton Sports Facility Stadium uh, or alleged stadium uh, that cost uh, the taxpayers 15 million rand. Where, where are you as a municipality with that particular case now with the Hawks? You, KJ, remember, you, you, you raised a number of questions. <laughs> I'm trying to respond to all your questions, including the issue of, for example, you raised the issue of funds that were deposited into incorrect bank account. I've not even answered that. And, and now I have to go back to the stadium. Now, the stadium issue is with the Hawks. Remember, the issue of the investigation of the stadium took place in March 2021. That is still with the investigation of the Hawks. Yes, the Hawks came in June 
but no one was locked outside, no uh, and, uh, computers that were taken. They requested information, and we supply all the information that folks were requesting. So I cannot really comment the outcome of the investigation that is done by the Hawks. I think those questions, uh, KJ, I would suggest that you ask the Hawks in terms of responding as to where are they in terms of the stadium investigation. Okay. We have li- uh, li- voice notes uh, from listeners. So uh, I hope you all have pens so that you can note uh, the comments and or questions that they have. Here they are. I am Seisokaikai around here in Enoch Mkijima municipality. Ah, my sister, Enoch Mkijima municipality is a crisis. It is a crisis. As I'm talking with you right now, no power. The power cuts would last for more than 10 days. And when it comes back, it would come back for five minutes and then go again. Come back for 10 minutes and then go again. It will do that throughout the day or days. This region, one may regard it as a region that has got no power at all. There is no electricity around Enoch Mkijima. People who are saying we've got electricity here are joking. Let alone the roads, the rotten roads, damaged roads. They no longer have potholes, but massive cracks and swimming pools. Infrastructure here is down to the drain. I thank you. Hi, KG. Great show, by the way. Um, this is Anonymous from Ezi Beleni. I've just listened to your caller right now. Um, it's definitely true. Um, nothing has changed. It's gone from bad to worse. We do not have roads, electricity. Oh, my word. It will say, like Stephen will say in the morning, no late shading today. Three uh, Stage three later on. We have load shading on a daily basis. Um, so, Inokum Kijima Yenashem has truly failed the people. Uh, in the morning, the kids go to school. I mean, in the past three months, from 5 a.m. till about 9 uh, a.m., you know, there's no electricity. So for about three months, the kids went to school with no electricity. You know, every day. It's demoralizing. It's, it, it's, it's not nice for Rabantu. Anyway, cheers. Okay, we couldn't even take all of them. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And I want to read a text that says, I'm a resident here in Inokumkijima, KG. Can I ask, what are they doing about the problems of illegal connections that they themselves are aware of? Perhaps you respond, Mr. Matasela. Yes, um, I think, let me start on the overload. Uh, and we, we've got about 30 seconds to go because I have to go seconds. to news here. Yeah. Remember, I raised uh, a KG that first billing and the 
the most problematic area as a result of illegal connection and overload that is happening in the system. And as we are speaking, we are busy with the installation of meters. We are investigating those um, uh, overloads that are taking place in terms of removing uh, uh, people and install them correctly within the system so that everybody can pay what is due in terms of the, the electricity. But further, as said, KG, the new project that we are busy doing currently in terms of diverting, you know, the systems from where there's overload to substations where there's at least better in terms of the, the connectivity. Like, for example, in Lungisi, we are busy in a project where... Your call has been placed on hold. Please wait. Connection in terms of the, the overload. Okay. Let, let's allow uh, the other two councillors also to have their final thoughts. Um, I'm overwhelmed by text messages that have come through from li- uh, listeners in the area. All of them collectively say nothing has changed. In fact, things are absolutely worse than what they were when they reported to us in February. Councillor Mazzolo. Uh, Toki Daisel, uh, we lost Councillor Mazzolo. Toki, uh, Councillor Toki Daisel, do you want to round off? Yes, thank you, uh, Koji. Uh, when we say nothing has improved, uh, the only thing that's improved uh, is uh, the refuge collection in certain areas. But for the rest, our roads, our street lights, um, you know, the cleanliness of our town in the suburbs. Uh, at deteriorated, uh, certainly uh, not improved, uh, and the issue here is straightforward. Yeah, the matter can be resolved by the people has been appointed to do their work. There is money to be collected, but I, uh, but the, the the personnel allow illegal stuff like buildings carrying on in our town. Um, you know, whether the, the properties is not properly properly zoned, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I want to say the following. Let the, let the politics be separated from the administration, number one. And point number two, very important, that consequent management must now be implemented. And then uh, uh, we will be able to move forward again. Yeah. Thank you. That's the report back that we can give you uh, to the listeners. Uh, Basically, if I were to grade that report, it's another F. Thank you to everybody who participated. Paul Matlasela, Chief Financial Officer at the Enoch Mgijima Municipality. Councillor, sorry, Mr. Paul Matlasela, Councillor Mandilake Mazzola, EFF Councillor. Doki Daisel, Senior DA Councillor. I apologize to News for being late. It's 11.03 and Musa is standing by with the news.